Welcome to On Air with Russell of Hotels, where we talk about everything hospitality, from hotels to influencers and everything in between. We will feature guest interviews with hospitality professionals who will share their experiences. Your host, Russell Edmond, has spent over 25 years in the hospitality industry, beginning his career with Marriott International in hotel operations, before moving into the sales arena and becoming a relationship building director of sales and marketing. Russell then went to the other side as a hospitality entrepreneur. He now consults in the hotel and meeting space, which includes being the CEO of Russell of Hotels Group. Did I mention he was a veggie foodie? Yes, Russell is always looking for good non-meat eats. Please welcome your host, Russell Edmond. Good afternoon and thank you for joining On Air with Russell of Hotels live hospitality talk show. It's Tuesday, March 28th. Thank you guys so much for joining. Appreciate you. Um, hey, we're we about to jump into this. Okay, we're about to jump into this. Got a lot to talk about. Um, we got a long way to go in a short time to get there. I just thought I'd throw that in there. I don't know where that came from, but anyway, but no, thank you guys so much for joining on air with Russell of Hotels. I think uh, we're simulcast, right? So we got two things going, right? So we got we're live on YouTube, live on LinkedIn, and just in case you did not know that. Uh, just for good measure, this is a podcast as well, so it's the audio is being recorded as we speak, right? So when it's is done, uh, I upload it, and it takes me uh, well, it takes me about an hour to do it, but it really doesn't take that long, just to you know how much time I have to do it. So, but anyway, um, yeah, so it's a podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, and you can get the replay here if you're if you're not able to do the live, meaning being on right now when it's live, because we are live from Los Angeles. Um, you can get the replay on same platforms, YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. So there you go. Just want to let you guys know that, but no, thank you guys so much. This is a live hospitality talk show. We talk about the good, the bad, you know, the challenging, or maybe the ugly of hospitality sometimes, right? You know, it's not, it doesn't always happen, but you know, behind the scenes, you just never know what's going down, right? Unless you happen to be working in a hotel, right? So, but anyway, I want to welcome everybody that's here. Um, and let me hold on. I forgot to set this up. Boom, boom. So if you guys have comments, I mean, feel free to make your comments. Uh, this is all about engagement. Uh, you know, it's not just about me talking of what, you know, 99.9% is going to be me talking, but if you have comments, if you just show yourself, you know, put your you know name in the chat, um, say where you're located, that kind of stuff. I'll make sure I, you know, give you a shout out, you know, at the very least, you know, I want this to be interactive, right? So if you have questions, you have questions or you got comments or just say, boo, I don't know, whatever, or I'm in, you know, this is where I am, you know, Hey, thanks. You know, I, I thank you for just coming on and listening. So there you go. And it's funny. I, yeah, I don't have a guest today, but, um, I get an email right, right before the show, right. Um, and I've been wanting this young lady on the show for a long time and she act like she didn't know I wanted her to be on the show. But anyway, so I kind of cornered her and kind of threw it out there like, Hey, all I need is some dates and we can move forward. Right. We can set, you know, we can schedule it right now. And I said, I'll give you a week or so 
to do this. So I saw her two weeks ago at um, at an event for San Diego, right? Uh, San Diego Tourism uh, Board, right? So I, I'm speaking of no, un, no none other than Miss Veronica Rivera, right? So. Uh, I just happened to get an email from her saying, hey, it was good seeing you. Here's some dates. Let me know if these work. I'm like, what? Finally? Okay. So, you know what? I got to I gotta give her a round of applause for following up, right? So, not that she would know. She know she's good at that. But uh, I saw her, and basically, I, I kind of cornered her. And I said, you know what? You need to be on the show. Okay, it's time. Enough of this foolishness. You need to be on the show. So, but anyway, no, I'm... I'm Definitely happy for the dates. I will send you some dates, Veronica, uh, which, whatever dates work. She gave me three dates to choose from, right? So uh, i probably choose the first one, okay? Because the longer you go, the more opportunity people have to back out on you, okay? So make sure if people give you a series of dates, you choose the first one, okay? Choose the first date and uh, because that doesn't give people, because it's like in two weeks, right? So, that, you know, that gives people less time to back out, right? So... There you go. At least that's my philosophy. So I'm going with the first date, Veronica. I don't remember what it was, but whatever the first one is, that's what I'm going with. And we're going to have her on here. She's a national sales director with um, San Diego Tourism uh, Authority. So can't wait to have her on here. Uh, San Diego is probably one of my favorite destinations anyway. And then Veronica's one of my favorite peeps. So there you go. So destination, favorite peeps on the show. There you go. I can't, I couldn't ask for more. So, but no, thank you so much, Veronica, for the email. I do appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Where where am I? Okay, I'm here. Let's see. Let's, let's get started with, you know, hey, you know, um, sponsorship, right? So Level Hotel, downtown L.A. on South Olive Street, stayinglevel.com. So just if you want to book there, just go stayinglevel.com. And remember, not just use promo code ROH23, but remember, this hotel, typical hotel size, just to break it down for you, typical room size for a hotel is about 300 to 350 square feet, okay? At level, they come in one, two, and three bedroom suites, okay? Starting off at 700 square feet, okay? It's double the size, right? Double the size. So there you go. More than double the size. All the rooms have washers, dryers, a kitchen, as well as they all have balconies. In fact, I think I have a video, if I'm not mistaken, but let me let me cue up some music because I've been um, kind of lagging on the music, but sometimes, you know, I, I, I want to make sure I'm doing this right. Um, hold on one second because sometimes I'm like, you know, I'm the only one. I'm the engineer here, right? So I'm the director, the producer, the, the it. So let me see if this is going to work. Let's see. Do. Nope, that's not it. See, I don't even know what I'm doing. Well, I don't. Why don't I know what I'm doing here on my own uh, board here? No, we definitely don't want to do that. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Do 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 do. I second that emotion. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, there it is. Okay. See, you know what? I don't know what the heck I'm doing. But anyway, I have a quick video, and I just wanted to play some music with it because I just hate just the thing playing and no music. So it's Level Hotel, downtown L.A. on South Olive Street. You can see the kitchen. 
living room. You see the views from downtown LA or in you're actually in downtown LA. See, there you go. So just, I just wanted to share that with you guys. Let me go back to where I need to be. Okay. I think I'm good right there. Just never know. You never know. And the music will fade out. So, okay. Industry news. So let's get into some industry stuff. Okay. I've been having some fascinating conversations with people the last couple of days. This young lady that I haven't spoke to in several years. And I, I want to say probably before the pandemic, uh, I spoke to two times this week, yesterday and today. I'm like, wow. Okay. But the reason why I'm having these conversations with her, because she's having, she's having questions, right? She's asking me questions about, you know, when I worked on property and things like that and some of the challenges that she's dealing with. Right. So, um, so which always gives me stuff to talk about. So I'm, I'm glad that I have these conversations with people, because it gives me things that I can discuss, uh, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. Okay. So it doesn't matter. Uh, thank you guys so much for calling me because I have, and I never mention the people, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just things that they're going through. And sometimes it's just to vent and, and that's fine as well. I, I love that because it gives me an insight on what's going on within their, their brand or their hotel, their location, their destination, uh, or whatever it is. Right. So, um, but anyway, but I'll, I'll get into that. So I got four things I just want to kind of discuss as my industry stuff today. Uh, attending, con- uh, what am I trying to say? Attending Connect Spring in Vegas. So Connect Spring is a conference, a meeting, whatever trade show. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going there. So just, I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there because I know there's some people that probably watch that are going there as well. So you know, it's an opportunity for people like myself, like hotel site selection people, to meet with. Um, suppliers and that would be hotel people as well as CVB or DMO people or transportation companies or uh, speakers, speaker bureaus and things like that. So anything that you need to have a meeting, you know, it'll almost be there. Those people almost be there. So it's an opportunity for me to go and and meet with those people. So that's in Vegas. Uh, I believe it's next, it's next month, right? Next month. I'm not going to give you the date. You, you, I'm sure you can look it up. You know, I'm not going to give you the exact date where I'm going to be gone, but anyway, yeah, I'm going to be attending connect spring in Vegas. Okay. There's a connect going on in, um, in Minnesota too, later in the year. I'm going to say that's in September. I'm not going to be attending that. So just in case you guys had that question, well, is he going to be going to connect Minnesota too? No, I'm not going to be there. So anyway, I wanted to go, but I think I can only do one connect and I knew everyone would be going to the connect, uh, in Minnesota. Okay. And I wanted to go to that one as well, but you know, not that I haven't been to Vegas enough, I've been to Minnesota a couple of times, but not as many times I've been to Vegas. <laughs> and I'm just excited to go back. <laughs> I was a joke. Okay, that was a joke. Uh, let's see. Okay, boom. Uh, reactive or proactive sales. I've been having this conversation the last several days, right? Different person, but uh, none the same. I mean, uh, just having these conversations about, you know, um, being reactive or proactive. What, what does that mean exactly? Reactive meaning you just wait for the phone to ring, right? And how this came up in conversation, I was having a conversation this morning with somebody and she said, you know, our salespeople, they don't, you know, um, now that uh, this is okay. Let me, let me back up. So 
they're having a walkthrough. So they're VPs or whatever, you know, every now and then, if you worked in hotels and you worked for a, a management company or even a corporate, you know, hotel uh, company, they will every now and then once a quarter or so, a regional will come in like the VP of, of whatever that particular region will come in for a walkthrough. Okay. And that's when, Oh, we got to get everything clean um, as if it shouldn't be cleaned already. Right. Things should already be on point. Things should already be clean. Salespeople should already be doing what they're supposed to be doing. Right. Uh, everything should be going according to plan, but it doesn't always happen like that. Nine out of 10 hotels, it don't happen like that. So they wait for these people these regional people to come in before they start doing what they're supposed to be doing. So this is how this conversation came up. Um, this young lady told me, you know, our salespeople, they're, they just react. They just basically just answer the phone. They don't know how to go on sales calls. They've never been on sales calls. I said, well, are they responsible to go on sales calls? Well, no, they're just responsible for their market. You know, however they get the business, they get the business. Well, what happens, you know, to me, I'm like, you have to make you have to shake the trees to see what falls out, right? You just can't be a gatherer, meaning I'm just answering the phone and answering the phone, and answering the phone. What happens if the phone stops ringing? What if companies move out that you know move away that used to use your hotel? What do you do then? Do you just sit there and just wait? You know, well the phone's not ringing, so I'm not you know you can't hold me responsible for these numbers because the phone's not ringing. So I just said, you know what? You always give me stuff to talk about. So sales managers because. And some companies like Marriott, they do have react, react, reactive sales managers. So it's two different people, right? Reactive and is a proactive person. The proactive people are in the field. They're making, the, they're shaking the trees and seeing what falls out. And when that stuff falls out, they give it to the reactive, or they ha- or they call the reactive salespeople in the form of a lead. And they all they got to do is just. Well, not all they have to do. I mean, it takes time to do it, but they go through the leads and they submit a proposal, right? But there's people that are doing the, the, the proactive. Now, when I came up, okay, you were both. You're a hunter and a gatherer, okay? So she was speaking of like, you know, they're not old school salespeople. You know, they're new school. They only answer the phone. I said, well, have they ever been trained on how to go out on calls? Are they responsible for that? Well, now they are. I said, what do you mean now they are? Because the regional came to town and now they have to go out and do sales calls. I'm like, shouldn't they be doing sales calls already? Now they have to do it. I'm like, oh, that's, that's crazy. I, I would be, oh, boy. Uh, I would, yeah, I would be, you know, I don't know what I'd be doing right now. If I was in that position, I'm the director of sales and marketing. I don't know what I'd be doing at that point, but that's what's going on. Um, Jana Usher, I get, I get a comment, right? Jana just chimed in. She said, this is why everyone needs Jana Divine Hospitality to help train their staff in understanding all of the ex- explained content by you, Russell. See, right on cue, right? Right on cue. Uh, Jana Divine Hospitality pops on and said, this is why we need, that's all you, that's why you need my expertise, right? So she trains people in uh, hotels, how to sell as, as well as food and beverage. So uh, just perfect. Okay. Thank you so much, Miss Usher. I appreciate that. But no, uh, make sure you follow Jana Divine Hospitality on Every social media platform. I'm, I'm sure she's on Twitter. She's on Instagram, probably on Facebook, maybe on YouTube as well. And LinkedIn. I know she's on LinkedIn. So make sure you guys follow her. It's called Jana Divine Hospitality. 
Um, but yeah, follow her and thank you so much for the comment. See, that's what I'm talking about. Interactive. That's what I mean by interactive. Someone chimes in and says, boom, this is why this is, this is why my services are important because they need help. Obviously they do. Right. So when she told me that, I'm like, really? They're waiting for the regional to come in. So the regional is getting on the DOS, right? So the DOS is now getting on the salespeople. Well, this is what I need you to do from now on. It never should be like that. It should always be an ongoing thing. You know, I'm not trying to tell people how they run their departments, but that's how that's basically how it should be. You shouldn't have to wait for a regional to come in and say, hey, why is this not happening? Or why is this place not clean? Or, you know, or why are guest service scores are, you know, in the toilet? You know, you should already have a plan for that because you should already know that that those issues exist. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. So when she brought that up, I'm like, girl, you gave me something to talk about. So um, reactive versus proactive. When I came up, like I said, all salespeople had to be reactive as well as proactive. You had to go out and shake the trees and whatever fell out. You know, hopefully those people called and you answered the phone. You're on the other end answering the phone. Right. So that's when, you know, we you go to all these trade shows. OK, that's being proactive. That's proactive sales. Right. You're doing all that because you want to get back to your office. And now people are going to be calling you or emailing you and all that stuff. But it's because of your your interaction that made that phone ring your interaction with clients, potential clients and all that kind of stuff, right? That's why, that's why these shows like connect, you know, MPI, all those, that's why they all exist because of that, right? Because we want salespeople should be proactive. They should be hunters and gatherers. Okay. So, but there's some people that are just gatherers that are only answer the phone. They couldn't go out and do a sales call. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just throwing it out there. Um, you've heard that before, I'm sure. So, but anyway, so yeah, reactive, um, reactive versus proactive. I just wanted to mention that, uh, last week, this is the last week of women's, uh, actually it's women's history month. Why don't I say women's month? Hold on one second. Women's history. See, that's the good thing about this. I can just, bam, change it real quick. It's history. It's last week of Women's History Month, right? And, you know, and, and I forgot to mention this even when Women's History Month came up, right? So, um, I mean, there's so many, you know, great and dynamic women out there that need to be recognized. Uh, but what I'm, who I'm going to recognize today are the people in housekeeping, the women in housekeeping. That's who I'm recognizing today uh, before I get, before the, the month ends, um, that's why I'm recognizing the women of housekeeping. Thank you for your hard work that keeps hotels operating. Okay. Let's just think about this for a second. Yeah, because I'm sure there's somebody out there. It's like, well, no, they don't keep the hotel operating. The general manager. Keep- no, 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 no. Let's say, and this is a situation that happened before, right? Um, when I first started in hotels, we had this region, speaking of a regional, right? My our regional VP was in the hotel, right? It was, it was a conversation between myself, my general manager, and the regional VP. Okay, so it was three of us, and and uh, my general manager said to the regional that, "Oh my God, uh, one of my housekeepers is going to be out tomorrow." 
okay and he and he was like well and he was like and, you know he had in his voice you can just tell he was well did, do you have enough people for tomorrow you, you know because you know the hotel was busy we, we ran like 93 percent year to date right so it was always busy always turning over this was an airport property so just imagine 93 percent at a airport property we're turning over rooms like crazy i was a house i was the housekeeping manager right so i was there to tell her that and then she went ahead and relayed that message to the VP who was her boss. Right. And he's like, Oh my God, do we have, do we have, you know, enough people? And I told him, yeah, we, we, we got it covered. And, and then she went on to say, Oh, I'm Oh, that reminds me. I'm going to be out on Monday. I have a doctor's appointment, so I'll be in late. And he was like, Oh, okay. You know, no, like no big deal. And she was like, what, what do you mean? What, is that, is that how you're going to react? And he said, well, what do you want me to, what do you want me to say? He said, well, you were so excited that a housekeeper wasn't going to be there. But when I say I'm not going to be there, uh, you, it was like no big deal. He said, well, it's not a big deal because you're not cleaning 18 rooms a day. <laughs> they clean 18 rooms a day. That was back in the day. Housekeepers with Marriott, when I first started, they were cleaning 18 rooms per day. Okay. And he said, it doesn't matter if you come in late because you're not cleaning 18 rooms. It matters if a housekeeper comes late or doesn't come because now we got to get somebody else to come in and clean those 18 rooms. So that really put things in perspective about um, your role as a manager, a general manager, whatever, who the the most important people are in a hotel. And it's not the GM. okay? because if GM doesn't come to work or comes to work late, we don't need someone else to come in and, and sub for the GM. okay? There's someone that will just run our departments like we normally do. Okay. Um, so that, that was a, a sign right there, a telltale sign about who's more important in a hotel for it to continue to operate. Because if, if the, if, if the housekeeping manager, I mean, housekeeping housekeeper doesn't come to work, that means I got to get someone else. Right. If I can't get someone else, uh, you know, I'll be cleaning those rooms, right? Or those rooms go without, or I keep them, or I just let them go to the next day. Well, I couldn't do that because then we'll be losing revenue. But if the GM doesn't come to work, are we losing revenue? How many people are they checking in? How many people, how many rooms is she cleaning? <laughs> so that really put things in perspective when he said that. So that's why I'm, you know, um, um, congratulating or thanking the um, the women of housekeeping because they do do the work that other people don't want to do. Uh, it's hard work. It's backbreaking work. And it's work that, you know, we don't always appreciate. We don't always thank them. So that's what I'm doing. So, and I started off in housekeeping, like a lot of you guys know, that was my first job, right? I was a trainee with Marriott in the housekeeping department, soon right out, out of college. I was a trainee with Marriott. I was at the ID program and my first discipline was housekeeping. And, um, I have, of course I have a fondness for the department. I have a fondness for the people that work there because I know how hard they work. Okay. So once again, thank you so much. The women of housekeeping at every hotel worldwide. I appreciate you. Okay. Hotels cannot operate without you. There you go. So, um, Let's see. Next one. Okay. So I get this other conversation, right? This is two different people that I had conversation with over the last couple of days. Okay. This person asked me, cause you know, she's going through some, you know, some soul searching or whatever. And you know, she goes, I, you know, I was just wondering, Russell, what made you a successful, first of all, she said successful GM general manager. And I said, well, 
let's say what made me a successful manager because I had to learn, you know, all the, how to be a manager before I could be a general manager. Right. So, um, and I made a lot of mistakes, right? So I said, it wasn't that, you know, I just got my first job and I went through my whole career, you know, 25, 30 years without making any mistakes. I said, I made a lot of mistakes. And a lot of it was dealing with people, you know, dealing with, you know, how to deal with your employees, you know, how to manage, um, because that's something, although I went to you know school, you know, that doesn't, they don't teach you that. You're not, you don't get taught how to, how to terminate people, how to hire people, uh, what you should look for, uh, you know, management. I mean, everything is theory. It's not, it's not based on reality. Okay. There's a lot of theory in school, right? So, um, so, you know, you're, you're getting taught on the job training and, you know, hopefully the people, your mentors, you know, they're teaching you right. And I had some good ones early on. Right. But you still have to, um, learn on your own. So once, cause once you're trained and you're on your own, then now it's based on you. Now, hopefully you can draw from your experiences or how that person trained you, which I did a lot of times, but then when you choose, when you, you know, go to another discipline, like I, from there, I went to like, um, um, front desk or front office, right? There's a whole nother set of things that you got to learn, right? So along the way I made mistakes, right? So I learned, but I learned from those mistakes, right? So if you went all through your career, not making mistakes, you don't learn anything. And that's not going to make you a good general manager. If you just thought you just cruise through without making mistakes, bull crap. Okay. Everyone makes mistakes. Everyone treats things differently. Everything, you know, every, everything is just not, it was not just lined up where, you know, it was just a perfect scenario. Even the bad places or the, 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 the managers that I thought were maybe subpar or the hotel experiences I thought were subpar, you still learn things from there, right? You learn what not to do for the most part, right? So, but, you know, it took time for me to get there, right? So as I transitioned to different properties, 14 different hotels over 25 years, 30 years, um, then I got to the point where it wasn't the last hotel I became a GM. It was probably out of 14. I think it was um, it was 13. It was the 13th hotel when I – but being a GM, and I told her, I said, being a GM was not my goal. That was someone else's goal for me, okay? Uh, but I took it because I had been at this property as a DOSM for a while, right? So it was, a, it was an easy transition for me, but it was not what I wanted to do. You know, my goals were other things. It had to do with sales and marketing, okay? I just – got caught up in the GM thing. And am I glad I did it? Yeah, And, you know, in retrospect, in hindsight, yeah, I'm glad I did it, but uh, I didn't want to do it. Okay. So you know how people have a passion. They got a passion for doing certain things. I have a passion for sales and marketing. I don't have a passion for uh, being a general manager. That's just not my passion. Okay. Other people, they, they love that. No, they love that, that, you know, uh, they can't live without me. And you know, they, I got a phone attached to my hip and they got to call me for everything. No, I don't need all that. <laughs> okay. I'm good. Thank you. Uh, Dylan says, and being, being a manager, is not the same role and responsibility as it was a couple generations ago? Workplaces and culture change. Yes, they do. They, they definitely change. So yeah. So me coming up and now and how people are coming up now. Yeah, it's two different things. But 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 the the commonality is that, you know, you still got to treat people, you know, the same. You got to be you got to be consistent. It was the same then. 
and it's the same now. So one thing that I told her, because she said, well, what made me this a successful manager? I said, it was how you treat people. That's, I said, that's my biggest thing, how I treated people. From housekeeping to front office to whatever I became, you know, to when I became a GM, right? To when I went back to being a director of sales and marketing. It's how you treat people. And it's not just your people. This, this is the thing. This, this is the thing. Oh, listen to this one, okay? A lot of times, especially in the bigger properties, um, managers think, they, they just think they're responsible for their employees, you know, the ones within their department. I never had that attitude. I had an attitude that I was the manager of the hotel. So whatever, whatever I, wherever I needed to intervene, I intervened, right? I would let the manager know that if the manager is absent from this situation and I, and they needed a manager presence, well, I was there to be that manager presence, presence, presence. So there you go. But a lot of managers don't do that. And that's, that's some of the things that have changed where, um, some managers back in the day, they did a lot of managers. Now it's all about me. It's all about my department. You know what I mean? Well, no, that, well, they don't work for me. What, what department was that? Well, it's food and beverage. Oh, well, Hey, I'm, I'm rooms. So, you know, I'm the rooms division. You know, why would I worry about that? No, I never had that attitude. My attitude was that if there was something deficient in housekeeping, um, especially when it dealt with employees or guests, you took care of it. You, you took ownership of it. Okay, if I happen to be walking by the front desk, I'm in sales, right? I happen to be walking by the front desk, and a guest is going off on a front desk clerk or a ten. What do we call them? Do we call them clerks? Uh, what do we call them now? Front desk agent. Okay, so if a guest is going off on, do you think I'm just going to walk by? Well, that's not my department. Let me go on back in the office here. Let me go back in the sales office. No, you handle the situation. You kindly pull him aside. Hey, oh, excuse me, ma'am. Uh, can I assist you? I'm Russell. I'm the director of sales and marketing. Is this something I can assist you with? And then pull them away from there. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I did that many times, right? That's what it's all about. It's not about just worrying about your department because believe me, I've seen other managers. They just like disappear. Like they come out, peek out and see what's going on. Oh no, I'm not getting involved in that because that's not my department. It's not my problem. Well, it is your problem because it, it reflects on the entire hotel. If you're part of the hotel, then you're, you're, you're part, that's your team. That you're, that's part of your team as well. So, and remember what I said as a director of sales and marketing, I checked five rooms a day, every day, right? So the days that I was there, so five days a week, that's 25 rooms a week, right? So I would, and I didn't check just one section. I checked, you know, one per floor and I would move it up because, you know, maybe it was, you know, 20 floors. So I would kind of move it up. So I would get to see how each each housekeeper cleaned their rooms because there was different methods to every. Some people start in the, in the kit, in the bathroom. Some people start in the beds. So, you know, it, it just depends on how they did it. it. Just depends on that particular person. But I watched and I learned. I said, why'd you do it this way? And, you know, you would have communication with them and, and you, you know, you were there to acknowledge a hey, great job, um, or, you know, pat them on the back or have just have have conversations with them. That's how you get to the point where you're, quote unquote, a successful manager. It's about the people. To me, it was about the people. Okay, it wasn't necessarily about, I mean, of course, as a manager, you're responsible for your numbers and your production and all that kind of stuff. Okay, those numbers in production were where they needed to be. But that's not what I, you know, I I didn't hang my hat on that. I hung my hat on the relationship that I had with 
with the employees, with the associates. Because why? Why is that? Because they're the biggest asset in the hotel. Okay, you take care of them. They take care of the guests. The guests come back because as a director of sales and marketing, what do you want? What's your biggest fear is that the guests leave and they don't come back. (laughs) Okay, that's my biggest fear because it's harder to get people to come back once they've been ticked off or they got bad service or whatever. It's harder to get them back. Okay, to resell to them after you didn't spend all this time getting them there, getting this group there. They've been there for several years. Now, all of a sudden, they're pissed off because we did something um, because we weren't taking care of our employees and the employee took it out on the guests. And now the guests ain't coming back. The biggest resource are your employees. Okay, your associates, whatever we call them. Take care of those people. So when she asked me that question, I know I'm kind of going through this way up and down through this valley, but it's important, right? What made me a successful manager is dealing with the people, is listening to them. You know, it wasn't about, okay, I'm the manager, you're the worker, and this is what you No, it's not about that. It's about they got families too, just like I have a family, right? They want to go home to their families too, right? So it was just about, you know, hey, how are you? You know, how was your weekend? What do you do on the weekends? You know, what's what's the fun for you? You know what I mean? It's just having conversation. It's having lunch with them. Whatever employee, having lunch with them. Get away from your people, okay? That's one thing. When I went to lunch, I didn't sit with the people that I worked with that were in the office with me. No, I sat with the people that didn't. And that's how they knew me. And and how I know I made a, um, and like I said, I don't do things to, oh, I just made, I made a big impact. You never do it for that, right? But how did I know I made an impact? And I'll just, just one quick thing. Um, was about a month ago, two months ago, a month and a half ago, I went back to the Sheraton Universal. Okay. Um, I hadn't been back there in a while. And when I was there, it was not the best situation. Okay. It wasn't the best situation for me because of, you know, um, uh, because of some of the managers, you know, the managers that were above me, let's just say that. Okay. It wasn't the best situation. So I ended up leaving there because they couldn't buy off on what we were doing. They're trying to accomplish, right? They had another agenda. I had another agenda. Okay. It was not the same. Okay. I'm trying to be, we're trying to be successful, make the the hotel successful. They're, you know, coming up with some crazy crap. Okay. So I'm like, okay, Hey, obviously we ain't going in the right direction. And sometimes that happens, right? Deuces. I'm out. Right. But, but, even though the stuff that I was going through there, it didn't affect the, the, the people that worked for me or the people that worked in the hotel, right? So why am I saying that? Because when I came back there about a month and a half ago, the amount of people that came up to say, hey, hey, it's good seeing you. Are you coming back? It's great to see you, this and that and blah, blah, blah. That showed me right there that, yeah, I know how to treat people. Right. Because they came out of the woodworks just to say hello. Give me a hug. Shake my hand. All that. kind. Of, what are you doing now? I mean, that, if that didn't make me feel good or make you feel like you made a difference at a hotel, I don't know what else does. Right. I wasn't even in the hotel yet. I was in the, um, the valet area and there's three valets out there. They all came up to me. Dude, what's going on, man? You, you know, this is good to see you. The concierge head concierge comes up to me. Well, I'm sitting at uh, one of the tables and I'm, you know, it was my office of the day, right? He comes up to me and said, hey, he said, man, 
He said, he said, the vibe here. He said, the vibe. He said, we miss you because we missed that vibe that you had when you were here. He said, although things have gotten a lot better now because they made some changes. They made some changes with the managers that I had issues with. They had, they obviously other people, they were having issues. It was, it was, uh, it was a detriment to the hotel. So those people had to be removed. Right. And he said, it has gotten better. He says gotten a lot better since this new regime came in. But he said, but you had a different vibe. And he said, despite what was going on when you were here, you never let us know that you were dealing with a bunch of crap. And he said, you were always positive. You're always respectful for, uh, to us. Um, and we appreciate that. And that, that, you know, that's all I needed to hear. I was like, and I didn't come for that, but it's good to hear that, you know, what you did, uh, or the, the present, the presence that you had mattered to somebody. Boom. That's all I want to say. So when she asked me what made me a successful manager, it's the people It's how you treat people. Not about, did you make your numbers and this and that? And that? yeah. Okay. Yeah. You got to make your numbers. I understand that. But you want, the goal should be, <laughs> you take care of your employees. Employees take care of the guests. The guests come back. Boom. That's how it should be. Okay. Because like I said, it's 10 times as hard to get that client that you lost because you pissed them off to come back. I've been in that situation before. So uh, I know. So there you go. And hopefully, you know, that resonate with somebody. They got something out of that, you know, you know, kind of long way. I went through the valley and up this hill and left on that mountain. But, hey, I got there. Okay. Shout out to Miss Ana Lada Becerra. Okay. So with Travel Santa Ana. So I met her. What was the last thing I went to? I was in Memphis, right? What was it? Memphis. IPEC. IPEC. Independent Planners Educational Conference. Okay. So I was there. It was in Memphis. I did. I just said that, right? Yeah. It was in Memphis. And I didn't even know that Travel Santa Ana had a bureau, had a, uh, a, DM, a DMC, a DM, I'm sorry, DMO, Destination Marketing Organization. DMC is something else. Okay. So don't get me, you know, don't get me confused right now. But um, I didn't know they even had one. So I met her. I, I actually had a meeting with her an appointment with her and we got to spend, you know, some time together, blah, blah, blah. And, and from that, from that point on, she started sending me things, right? So she sent it, you know, I got on the mailing list and she started sending me things and sending me little notes on LinkedIn. She, we um, connected on LinkedIn and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I appreciate that, right? Because a lot of people don't do that. And we talk about said like Dylan mentioned, Part of being a manager is the same role responsibility as a couple of generations ago. Okay. Things have changed. Cultures have changed. Uh, not every salesperson follows up like they should when you meet someone. Not every salesperson does that. She's the director of sales and marketing for Travel Santa Ana. So not all of them follow up like they should. I don't know if it's a, it's a, I don't say it's a cultural thing. Is it a, I ain't been trained thing. You know what I mean? Maybe that's it. I, you know, I don't know, but salespeople need to be, I don't say in people's faces, but they need to have a presence when it comes to potential clients, right? Potential business, because potential business means there's dollar signs at the end of that. There's a pot of gold at the end of that rainbow. Okay. That's what that means. Right? So you need to be engaged and on a lot was engaged. Right? So from when I left, there, she was one of the few, and I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that I had 22 appointments and only like five to seven people have responded. 
you know, followed up. She was one of those. All right. So I'm not surprised that she is sending me stuff now. So now I'm on there. I'm on their list. I'm getting all this stuff. In fact, she sent me something that I didn't know. Uh, you know, you know, I'm all about the Namides, right? So she sent me something. It was it was basically their um, kind of like a newsletter, but it highlighted their hotels um, and some places to eat. Okay, and they have a vegan restaurant in Santa Ana. Vegan Mexican restaurant. You, know, you guys know, if you guys know me, you know I love Mexican food. So I'm like, what? So I looked it up, and I'm going, okay? So, and what was the name of it? The name of it is La Vigana. La Vigana Mexicana Restaurant, okay? I'm going to be there, okay? So for people that don't speak Spanish, La Vigana Mexicana Restaurant, okay? <laughs> See, I said La, La Vigana Mexicana Restaurante. Okay, that's what I said. Okay, but you know, for people that, what did he say? Uh, okay, let me. Oh, it's La Vigana Mexicana Restaurant. Okay, there you go. So, um, and it's woman. It's women owned or woman owns it. And um, I got the address: two hundred one East Fourth Street in Santa Ana. I'm gonna be there. Okay, so, but no, I appreciate Analar for making sure I'm on that list. Making sure she. Uh, constantly sending me notes and all that kind of stuff because now I don't forget about Santa Ana, right? So when I think of Ana Laura, I'm going to think about Santa Ana. When I think about Santa Ana, I'm going to think about Ana Laura. So that's what it is. It's about being synonymous with your brand, okay? So just like I always brag on Veronica Rivera with San Diego, it's the same kind of thing, right? So Ana Laura, I appreciate what you do. I appreciate you um, keeping it because I'm sure she's keeping in touch with other people, not just me. Okay, she's doing this for everyone. So I do appreciate that. And let me just mention some of the hotels that are in Santa Ana, which I did not know that this was in that area or her area. Um, The Doubletree Hotel, um, Embassy Suites, Hampton Inn, Holiday Inn Express, Sinesta Suites. Those are hotels that are where there's some other ones, too. But there's those are some of the hotels that are that are um, that she's responsible for that she sells for. So. Thank you, Analada. I do appreciate it. Hey, Craig Jean Grosso, how are you, sir? Thank you so much for joining. So, of course, I give people shout outs, okay? So, and I like that little, um, it, it, it blinks on and off the, the logo. I'm like, that's kind of, okay, that's kind of fire right there, Analada. So, but anyway, let's move on. Three things I always mention uh, be intentional, make decisions, and take action on what's important to you. Be you, okay, and then three, be represented because my representation matters. So, um, so yeah, I mean, those are those are the things that you know I talk about. I, I, and they and they do make sense. It does make sense to be intentional. Um, like I intentionally do this this live, or I mean, uh, this show every single week, right? Because I think it's important that I that I show consistency. I can't tell the people to be consistent in in doing their social media postings and all that stuff if I'm not being consistent. So and being intentional. So I intentional intentionally do this show, just like I I'm intentional behind all the postings that I do as well. It's my intent to reach people. Okay, be you. Everything I do is is about me and it's about my experiences. Okay, I'm not trying to be someone else. Okay, it's hard enough being Russell. Why the heck I want to be somebody else? So make sure 
even in your postings, I mean, just like the show, I can show who I am, my personality, all that kind of stuff. But do I really show that during, you can still show that even if it's just a posting, right? Some of the words that you use or say maybe the music that you play behind a reel or whatever. Um, you know, that's me. I mean, and people think, well, you know, well, well, one day you're playing, you know, some old rhythm and blues R&B and next week you're playing the Bee Gees. That's me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that is me. Hello. Yeah. So I, I, my uh, genres of music is, is, is pretty wide, is a wide range of genres that I listen to. I was just listening on my uh, Pandora. I listened to the Bee Gees and anything that's related to the Bee Gees. Okay. So I'll get mixture of all kinds of stuff. Hall and Oates. Oh, I love Hall and Oates. I saw Hall and Oates a couple of years ago. Oh my God. That was, them dudes are like in their seventies and they're still cranking out music. I mean, whoo, that was, that was, that was, that was the best. That was the last concert I went to, I believe, was Hall and Oates at the Forum. Okay, so um, so I listen to a, a wide range of music. Yo, but yeah, throw me some Earth, Wind, and Fire. Throw me some Isley Brothers. Throw me all that stuff in there too. You know the OJ's, and I was listening to some Ohio players the other day. Remember that? You talking about funky music? That's when funk was, you know, funky. You know what I mean? I sent a, a, a video to my brother Stacy, uh, and I said, "This is when music was funky." <laughs> <laughs> and he said, yep, that was Ohio players. I think it was fire. That was a song. But anyway, I don't know how I got into that, but my, I guess I'm saying be, be me. And you know, that would be me going from one extreme to the other extreme. I mean, I listened to Freddie Mercury, like it ain't nothing. Okay. You know, um, what's the name of the group? What's the name of the group? Uh, Freddie Mercury's group queen. Shoot. I listened to them too. So, but anyway, Enough of that. So, so when you hear, when I do a reel, when I do postings and you hear this music that I'm playing, yeah, that's me. That is all me. Um, my family like, well, why are you playing that? And I'm like, because I want to, because I like it. So anyway, but that's me. So, and be represented because my representation matters. It matters, especially these days. It matters that People that look like me do these things, right? That they work in hotels, that they have this experience, that they do uh, live talk shows or a podcast or whatever you want to call it, because I need people to look like me to see that they can do it as well. Or just anyone in general, that they can see that, well, God, if this dude can do it, I can do it too. Okay, so, you know, there's a responsibility. People don't understand that there is a certain responsibility that comes with being in this position. Right. Um, and I, and I don't take it lightly. I mean, I take it serious. Right. So just like as a manager, um, you know, in a hotel, I mean, it's, it's important that I try to do things the best way I can, because you don't want that stuff coming back. You know, well, well, this is the reason why, because of this, you know what, you know, what? no. So, um, so no, you always got to put your best foot forward, whatever you're doing, um, there's always going to be some haters out there, but that the haters didn't stop me from doing what I'm doing. Okay. It stopped me from doing what I did. Okay. Stop me from being on property. Okay. It did not stop me. All right. So when I say my representation matters and you darn sure it does, and it will continue to matter. Okay. So, cause I'm gonna continue to do this show and I'm gonna continue to help hotels, um, you know, be noticed, um, you know, being top of mind, all that kind of stuff, because that's what I do. That's my, my passion is within marketing and branding. Okay. That's the passion, but I also do hotel site selection as well. So, 
Um, so those are two of my passions within this industry, right? Content creating as well. So, but content creating helps you with your brand. Okay. So there you go. That's me. So, um, okay. What else? I'm on one today. Can y'all tell? Um, what I do. Okay. Let's just jump into what I do. What I do. There's a couple of things, but pay attention to the first three things. That's what I would say. Pay attention to the first three things. Um, what I do and how I can help always let people know what you can do and how you can help them. Hospitality personality. That's what I am. Content creator, hotel sales training for general managers and hotel site selection. I just mentioned probably three of those things, right? So, um, so those are things that I do. Those are things. Um, and you guys know who I am. I'm Russell. And you know, how can I help? I mean, if you need hotel site selection, meaning you need, um, a hotel for your group group is 10 rooms or more. Um, I'm here to assist you with that, with RFPs. Uh, I send the RFPs into the, the client. They submit proposals back. I mean, so those are some of the things that I do. So, I mean, just if you have questions at all, I, you know, my email is at the end of that. But you can always message me. You can slide into my DMs on Instagram. You can email me, Russell, at RussellOfHotels.com. Follow me on LinkedIn if you don't already. You can message me on LinkedIn. You can message me. You can message me anywhere. And you can go to my website, which is RussellOfHotels.com. I'll mention it again at, at the end of the show. But, um, but yeah, so if you say that, oh, I can't get a hold of this Russell. I've been trying to get a hold of this Russell. He's not responding. You're lying. Okay, because I make it easy for people to get a hold of me. Okay, because if people can't get a hold of me, I can't help. And that means I don't get paid. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> There you go. Who's your best brand advocate? Well, hopefully it's you. Okay. So me, I'm my best brand advocate. That's why I post things all the time because I'm excited about being able to help people. I'm the brand that can help your brand. Okay. So if that's via, um, taking over your social media, if that's giving you, you know, um, tips on your social media or consulting, on your social media, what you should be doing, how to reach people, how to brand your hotel or brand yourself, right? Because it all starts with you. And sometimes we forget about that. Well, I work for this, you know, this big box hotel. Well, okay, that's fine. But people want a personal connection and you can only get a personal connection with a person, not with a building. Okay. So it all starts with you, you know, selling and all that stuff. You go to all these different events. You have these meetings and appointments. You go to lunch, you go to receptions, you wine and dine your clients. They, you're getting them comfortable with you, not the hotel. So it's all about you, right? It's all about what you're doing It's how, who you're in front of is how you come across. And in the, in the absence of you being in front of them, what's the next best thing? Well, utilize social media to make sure to get to kind of reinforce your message, get it out there. So people now see not just you, but they see, OK, well, oh, Russell represents this, you know, this company over here as well. Oh, OK. So that's OK. I got you now. All right. Mm. So it kind of reinforces it. Right. So because you can't be everywhere at one time. You can't. You can't. But I think I mentioned it was a couple of weeks ago. You can you can be. You can still be heard without being present. People can still hear you without you even being in the room. And how do you do that? Utilize social media. Okay. Uh, you, and you can be the loudest person in the room without saying a word. Okay. 
depending on what you're putting out. There you go. If you don't believe it, follow up. Let me know. It, when you're interested, let me know. I can show you how to be loud without, be, without saying a word. Without saying a word, still be loud and still have a presence. Not being in the room, not being even in the country, okay? <laughs> but you can still have a presence. Um, so I, I wish when I was coming up, I had all this, right? But, you know, people have it and they don't take advantage of it. Why? I, I don't know. That's a good question. That's a good question. Russell, that's a good question. I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm, you, guys, you guys got me here talking to myself now. Relevant. How do you, what do you do to keep your brand relevant? Well, okay, I'm going to throw a couple of things out there. Well, this show is one thing, one way I keep myself relevant. And if you're a guest, you can come on here and we can talk about, just like I did for Anna Lara. Anna Lara didn't ask me to do this, right? I, I'm blowing up Anna Lara because I think what she's doing is rare these days, okay? Following up, a salesperson following up, I think that, you know, for some people, that's rare. They never, they don't do it. So I think it's kind of rare. So I said, you know what? She followed up. She um, sent me information that that I may need in the future, right? As far as uh, meetings, um, group meetings and things like that, or just going to Santa Santa Ana and just um, experiencing the culture there um, and there in that community or that destination. So she sent me enough information. Now I can go there, right? So that's what it's all about. We don't know where this is going to lead, but it has to start somewhere. There you go. So thank you again, Analata. Appreciate you. Okay, so being relevant. How do you stay relevant? You know, how did I increase social media engagement, which keeps you relevant? Consistency. You got to do it every. I do the show every week. Okay, every week I do the show. Every day, Monday through Friday, I do a live. Okay, and every day I do at least two postings. So that's what I don't know. That's seven pieces of things that I do every week. Okay, that just a constant thing because I want people to be engaged to, and I have to be consistent. I have to show consistency. You can't get it done just doing it one time. So consistency is the first thing. Value, add value. So make sure whatever you're talking about or whatever you're posting is adding value to someone. Uh, you know, me talking about, you know, how I became, how I, you know, consider myself a, a whatever, a good manager or whatever. Um, what I learned about, you know, my journey of, to, to getting to that that place. Right. It wasn't always, it wasn't, I wasn't always that person. Right. I had to start somewhere. I made mistakes along the way, but hopefully people resonate with someone and they said, Oh, that did add some value to me because I'm just getting started. And, um, I think things are perfect, you know, or uh, am I ever going to get out of this hole? You know what I mean? Are people ever going to like me? Eh, you know what? You ain't trying to do it to be liked. Uh, I would say you try to do it to, at least for people to respect your opinion, to expect your position, uh, to respect all that stuff. Yeah. I think it's more for that. Um, because everybody's not going to like you. Okay. Everybody doesn't like this show. Everybody doesn't like me. Okay. And guess what? I'm okay with it. You know why? Because I don't like everybody. <laughs> I don't like everybody either, but, uh, yeah, but that, that's part of life, right? No, I, you know, I, I try to like everybody, you know what I mean? Just, you try, but it, you know, sometimes even your best efforts fall short. So, but anyway, um, but yeah, you can't get caught up in, in, in a lot of the stuff, right? Stuff control what you can control the other stuff. Just, psh, okay. Bye. Bye. Uh, anyway, consistency value and be authentic. Be you. 
Be you. Um, whatever that means, be yourself. Don't try to be someone else. I, I think I said that already, but that's the thing. You have to be yourself. You have to be you. Don't get caught up in anybody else's BS, okay? So just be the best. And I hate to say that. That's kind of cliche. Well, be the best you that you could be. Be the best Russell of hotels that you can be. <laughs> oh, boy. Just be out. <laughs> Just be authentic, okay? So whatever that means to you, uh, I hate to throw out the you know this cli- these cliches, but uh, but I guess you have to sometimes, right? But no, just be authentic, be consistent, add value, and be authentic. Meaning, just be be your authentic self, okay? <laughs> so I don't know why that made me laugh like that, but it, it kind of tickled me. I don't know why it tickled me like that, but uh, but that's being me, right? That's me being me. Um, what tools do I use? Okay, now that I know that, what tools do you use, Russell? Well, I use stories, reels, lives. Okay, what's that? Well, these are all on Instagram, but like YouTube, I use YouTube a lot. So YouTube shorts are big. So YouTube shorts are, are similar to IG lives. Okay, uh, it's short, it's short, um, short form videos. Okay, so I try to keep my videos less than like definitely less than a minute, but I would say the sweet spot for me is like 35 to 45 seconds, somewhere around there. Um, you reach more people, you reach more new people. Like if let's just say Instagram, you meet more new people. If you do more reels because the music will reach more people. Okay. Because different genres of music will garner more people listening to you and they will click you and, you know, maybe they make comments and maybe they, uh, They'll engage and maybe they'll follow you. Right. But those are the things that will get more people like stories are like for the people that already follow you. Uh, they're, already, they're already rolling with you anyway. But now they engage. You can engage them more. You can build more of a community with your stories. OK. Um, and then what's the other things? It's just regular posting like the carousels and all that kind of stuff that kind of reengages at the stories. OK. The lives. Lives that what I've learned is that the lives are for the people that kind of already f- follow you anyway. You know what I mean? So you're giving them something. Um, you're, you're, you're engaging with them. You're getting them uh, to be stronger community. You know, so 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 everything has a reason or purpose, right? So reels would be to people. It reach, reaches people that don't follow you now. Shorts or stories. Those are people that already roll with you. Um, carousels, people that already roll with you, but you're trying to build a community. Lives, you're trying to build that community. Unless people are sharing your content. If they're sharing your content, then that's another way for you to get more or new users or new followers. So make sure, and this is one thing that I, I forget all the time. So when I do this, you should always ask people to reshare it. Can you please share this? So whatever you put out, ask people to share it because sometimes they will share it. And then that's how you can get more people, more eyes on what you're sending out. Okay. So, boy, I'm giving some education today. So, um, so those are some of the tools I use. Like I said, any questions at all, you can always reach out and touch somebody's hand. You hear, you hear me hit that, that last note. Okay. Hiring. Who's hiring real quick. 
Um, the proper Santa Monica, they're looking for a GM. That's the proper hotel, Santa Monica, looking for a GM. The Banana Bungalow Hotel. I had never heard of that before in my life. So I just wanted to put it down. I never heard about it. And I said, you know, I'm going to mention that one. The Banana Bungalow. I've never heard of it. Don't even know where it is. I know it's in L.A., but I don't know where it's located. They're looking for a general manager as well. Hotel Per L.A., Per La, or Per L.A. I'm not even sure how to say that, but it's Hotel Per L.A., uh, their bar, which is called Bar Clara, Bar Clara, I'm not sure how they pronounce it, but they're looking for a general manager at their bar. That's their food and beverage operation. Waldor, the Waldorf Astoria in Beverly Hills, they're looking for a director of sales. The Marriott, Marriott International Hollywood, they're looking for a director of sales as well. And as far as the non-meat eats are concerned, Atlas Monroe, San Diego, okay? It's not a restaurant. It's a place that you can get your food, your vegan food. Okay, they they will deliver it to you, meaning they mail it to you. It's frozen when you get when he, when it gets to you. So the vegan chicken is fire. The jerk chicken is beyond fire because it's 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 fire and it's lit at the same time. Meaning it's hot and spicy. Okay, and I love hot and spicy, but yeah, jerk chicken and vegan chicken from Atlas Monroe. Just go atlasmonroe.com and you'll see what I'm talking about. They have a whole menu of things that you can order for delivery. They supply a lot of food to vegan restaurants. So if you're in the vegan restaurants, Atlas Monroe, I'm telling you, you will be thanking me. You'll be like, dang, that Russell knew what he's talking about. Man, this Atlas Monroe is fire. fire. You'll be singing that, you know, Ohio players, fire. You said, man, it's fire. It's, it's funky. It's all that. And Russell was right. So, okay. Three P's. Oh, we're about to be finished here in a minute, so bear with me. So the three P's. This is Russell of Hotels. Three P's. That's what ROH stands for. Purpose. Purpose, passion, and perseverance. Purpose, know why you do what you do. I know why I do what I why I do this and all this other stuff. Because you want to stay noticed, you want to stay relevant, uh, and you want to help people, right? So you want to be there as a resource. And so that's what I'm that's what I, you know aspire to be a resource for people. Um, you know, I get, like I said, I get calls all the time and people ask me questions. They want to pick my brain. All this. That's what it's all about. And I appreciate that. And yeah, continue to do that. People appreciate that. So I know my, what my purpose is passion. Either you have it or you don't. If I didn't have passion for doing this show or for doing what I do, I would be doing something else. And my advice to people that don't have passion for what they do. Guess what that advice is? Do something else. Do something that you're passionate about. Perseverance. Be consistent. Continue to evolve. Don't give up and swerve when you need to. So instead of uh, pivoting, you know, we swerve here. Okay, so that's a little more lit. Okay, so um, that's why I don't pivot. I I swerve because, uh, you know, uh, that's more lit. (laughs) Woo, that was a good one, boy. I'm I'm on one today. So, okay, so that's me again. And then... We're going to end this show. I'm going to show you one more quick little video about the Level Hotel um, with the promo code. If you're ever in downtown L.A., you want an oversized hotel room with a bedroom, uh, a balcony. If you need kitchen facilities as well as washer and dryer, Level Hotel downtown South Olive Street. Use that promo code ROH23. That's Russell of Hotels 23, right? So they're offering that Russell of Hotels rate. Hello. Do I need to say any more? So I want to thank them for, I want to thank Craig Satimo for, you know, offering that rate. I do appreciate you, Craig. Um, 
And I said, hey, dude, as much as I can, I'm going to mention the Level Hotel, downtown L.A. So there you go. I hope travelers check. Hey, well, you know what? Hey, uh, my job is to put stuff out there and, you know, and if it happens, it happens. If, you know, hey, it's not, you know, nothing ventured, nothing tried, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Um, let's see. Dylan says, hope you're Okay. I also hope when the Hollywood location opens, you get to tour it for us. Of course. Of course I will. But anyway, I want to thank you guys. I appreciate you guys for rolling with me, for um, listening to me, for putting up with my antics. Um, once again, it's Russell of Hotels. I, I come on every Tuesday. <clears throat> this is show 202. Next week, of course, will be show 203. So um, appreciate you guys. You guys have a great day. Peace. Thank you for joining On Air with Russell of Hotels. Please tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. as we talk to other hospitality professionals. Your feedback is important to Russell. Feel free to email him at russell at russellofhotels.com with any questions or suggestions. Until next time, try not to be a person of success. Rather, become a person of great value.